comes to all of these different guys, it's been awesome to kind of get the perspective as we get ready for spring training for for the red side of things. As we look toward opening day for the Dayton Dragons, there's a lot going on. I've heard some different reports about some exciting players who are going to be starting the year in Dayton. When you when you kind of look at the guys, and I've heard, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about Chase Petty and how he finished the year in Dayton last year. Uh, I've seen some uh, maybe some thoughts that Edwin Arroyo might be in Dayton. Um, when you think about this opening day roster and how last season it was just so packed with talent, how different will this year's opening day roster be? We lost all those guys before the season, got, you know, got over with because they were all in Chattanooga. Um, right. And uh, I think, you know, minor league baseball's changed, uh, Jeff. In that it used to be a guy would start a season at a level and stay there all year. You'd look at the back of a guy's baseball card, and he would spend one year at each level. That's not mm -hmm. the way it works anymore. They'll spend half a year at one level, then finish the year. At, a, at the next level up the ladder and then start that next season at that same level. So if that's the way it works out, and I think it might, we should see most of the guys back that finished the year with us last year, um, guys that they moved up maybe in June or so and let them have a half season here. And then we maybe start a season with those guys again. And then maybe the same thing happens by June, they move up to Chattanooga. If, and, and you mentioned Arroyo who is, um, Right now, I think most have him as the Reds' number three prospect, right behind De La Cruz and Marte. The interesting thing about that is all three play the same position and are in almost the same place in their careers in that De La Cruz was our starting shortstop in 2022. He moved up, and Marte was our starting shortstop the second half of 2022, and he's going to move up, and now Arroyo is going to be our starting shortstop at the start of 2023. Um, so those are your top three prospects, and almost everybody's got them in that order. Um, Marte, I'm sorry, De La Cruz, Marte, Arroyo as one through three. So I would expect this to get him. Um, Marte may go to double A and be a, a third baseman, perhaps. I, the last time I talked to you, I told you I'd be shocked if they didn't get Marte experience at third base in the fall league, the Arizona fall league. And that's, that's all exactly where he played. Third base. So <laughs> Uh, they, they may keep him at third, perhaps. Um, a, guy, a name, I think, um, if, if you're one that really gets excited about nothing but stats, this guy would not have you particularly excited. But when you watch him play, you enjoy it. Uh, that's a, a center fielder, Jay Allen, red supplemental number one pick in 21 out of high school and, and, and made his way to high A at the age of 19, which is – really aggressive in terms of moving him up. Our manager, Brian LaHare, loved him. And uh, the, the, and I know we're starting to run short on time here, but a, a, just a quick note or two on, on Allen. Outstanding center fielder defensively. Looks good as a hitter, but he hasn't put up the numbers. Very good base stealer. Broke the club record last year for most steals in a game. Not even Billy Hamilton had ever stolen five in a game. He did it last year. But this, if you want to just look at stats, I'll give you a stat that relates to Jay Allen. I put this on my Twitter page a while back. Um, this is the most important stat of all, of course. What's the most important stat? W's and L's. Okay, we, we got him. And if you remember how the Dragon season went last year, we got off to a tremendous start, 37 and 15 uh, uh, to start the year, 37 and 15. Um, and, um, and then everybody got called up. 
and eventually we were in last place in the second half. Our record in the minor leagues, you clear back to zero and zero at the midpoint, and then you start the second half. We had all guys that hadn't played at that level, and so we were in last place and struggling to win games. And we got Jay Allen from Daytona, and we got him with uh, 21 games to play, okay? 21 games to play, and we were in last place when he showed up. When we played uh, the last 21 games with Jay Allen, our record was 16 and five. That's how we finished the year, 16 and five. And, and, and honestly, you look at his numbers and you say, well, he hit, I think, in the 220s. How could that guy have made that much of a difference? How did he make that much of a difference? Because he did make that much of a difference. The reason was he showed up here and his energy level and aggressiveness on the field was higher than anybody we had on the team. And it, it impacted every player. I, as I mentioned, he stole five bases in a game. He goes out there and starts stealing bases every night. And all of a sudden, everybody else starts stealing bases. He goes out there and runs out every ball hard. Everybody else starts doing that. Mm -hmm. he, he starts taking the extra first to third or, or, or trying, uh, just trying to get the extra base, put the pressure on the defense, make the opposition make a mistake. And everybody else started doing that. I don't remember the last time a player's energy level impacted a team so much that you went from being a last place team the day he showed up in town to going 16 and five with him on the roster. And that was the impact that Allen had on our club last year. He should be back in center field with probably Austin Hendrick in right, Justice Thompson in left. Um, we might get uh, Reese Hines possibly, although I'd, if you pin me down, I'd, I'd say it might be more likely he goes to Chattanooga. And this is just my opinion, not, not coming from the Reds. This right. is just me looking at the way things usually go with numbers. And I've sit down and looked at every farm club and how their roster might play out. And, and Hines would be sort of borderline Chattanooga or Dayton. So Hendrick, Allen, Thompson, and Dayton in the outfield. Maybe Rodgers and Dunn would perhaps be backup players. Hines could come back if he does. Of course, he'll be an everyday guy. Um, Arroyo at short. We've got Tyler Callahan, who is a big prospect, probably coming back. Um, needs to stay healthy. Uh, we've got our big boy, 290-pound first baseman from last year, Ruben Ibarra, probably back at first base. Um, mentioned Petty as a starting pitcher. Um, I like our starting rotation. We had a young man out of Michigan State by the name of Ben Scooter. Sam Ben Scooter showed some really good things last year. Could be back as a starter. Guy we picked up from the Twins in the in uh, the Mally deal named Steve Hazier out of Michigan. If he's healthy, could be a really good starter um, and could jump up on that prospect list as the season goes along. A couple other starters. Hobby, excuse me, Hobby Rivera had a good finish for us. And we had a kid named Aguiar who came in and really pitched well in Daytona. Those two are, are probably in the starting rotation. Um, and uh, I like that rotation a lot that I just mentioned there. A um, couple other guys could be possibilities. Uh, they drafted a kid high last year out of Florida State named Hubbard that, that uh, could be with us or possibly with Daytona. Uh, normally you'd say, well, you know, draft pick from last year, first full season, probably low A. But I mentioned Andrew Abbott started with us. And did well and was in double A a month into the season. So who knows? That, that that same kind of situation could be followed. We'll see. So that that's maybe some of the Dayton guys. Um, 
there, there's a couple other guys that were here last season that potentially could start back with us. Somebody like a Jose Torres, maybe. Don't know. If they, they got a lot of middle infielders in uh, Chattanooga, so he might just get bumped back to start with us, perhaps. Um, again, that's just me talking. Don't know for sure. He would hear me say that and say, Tom, you're crazy. I'm going to Chattanooga for sure. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Sticking with uh, the Dayton Dragons, and there's a lot of reasons to be excited about coming out to ball games in Dayton. Uh, just one, because it's such a great uh, ballpark experience and, Appreciate and ball you game saying experience. That, it's, uh, Dayton, Dayton is fantastic. In his second year as Dayton Dragons manager, Brian LaHare can bring a specific value to the team and to the top prospects who will be coming through Dayton. Plus, what is the unquantifiable value of Jay Allen? We'll get into that coming up next. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America. And as we are at the midway point, we're at the all-star break of the NBA season. There is no better time to get into FanDuel because they have the no sweat first bet. You can get bonus bets of up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't pay out. Just download the FanDuel app today and go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to take advantage of that offer today. They've got all kinds of things, whether you're talking about point spreads, money lines, you can bet on who's going to score points and how many. You can bet on who's going to make three pointers in the game and how many. Plus, you can even look at some futures bets as we are going through spring training, win totals for the Reds, 65 and a half right now. We've been talking a lot about that. I'm telling you to take the over. Even Steve is telling you to take the over, though maybe not quite as bullish as I am. But you can do this all on the FanDuel app that is safe, secure, and easy to use. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started and with your no sweat first bet. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And you know what? As we go through talking about all-star breaks and spring training, you need fuel. You need to take a break. You need to take a snack. And you need a built bar. Because whether you're talking about a diet and you're trying to fit within it, or you just need some healthy fuel after a workout, built bar is the best. I got done with a workout the other day. I was drained. Grabbed myself a cookie dough chunk built bar. And I'm telling you what, I was right as rain that moment. You can check it out today at built.com, but you can also head on down to Sam's Club and Walmart. Walmart's going to have a couple of four-bar boxes, different uh, flavors there for you in the pharmacy section. Or if you go to Sam's Club, you can get a 13-par box of churro. I absolutely love churro. Go there today. You'll thank me later. And I want to talk about Brian LaHara for just a minute because he's returning as manager and he's been given the task of managing uh, some highly touted big name prospects now heading into the, the second year of that. And, and how valuable is it to uh, Dayton and to the organization uh, to have a guy now that's experienced dealing with these prospects in that position in high A? I think you, you make a good point in that, that there's certainly some some strength in being back for a second year and understanding how the speed of the game at this level. You know, he's played 
he, he's played in the big leagues. I mean, he's played in a major league all-star game. So speed of the game is not something that he, he need to be taught. But um, you learn, for example, that at this level, um, you've got to be able to hit a changeup because you'll you'll see guys here that have good changeups that you would not have seen in, in rookie ball. Um, you, you'll see just faster players, um, and you're, you're teaching guys to play a faster game from one year to the next. Um, Lahare's role as the manager, he's overseeing the whole the whole uh, operation. Um, and I think being back for a second year is is uh, I think he'll 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 show some improvement there. Um, I like Brian. Um, he and I got along really well, uh, and uh, I'm happy to have him back. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a team I think that he will be familiar with because of again we we probably will start the year with most of the guys that we finished. The the exceptions again would be. Um, Arroyo at shortstop, um, and uh, a couple of starting pitchers. So, other than that, you know, I, I mentioned Justice Thompson, Jay Allen, Austin Hendrick in the outfield. All three were here at the end of last season. Uh, Tyler Callahan, infielder, was here at the end of last season. There's a second Callahan, Austin Callahan, who had a pretty good year at Daytona. I would expect him here in Dayton. Um, we had a first baseman. Uh, from Cuba last year named Michelle Triana, big power hitting left-handed batting first baseman built kind of like a David Ortiz can hit the ball an absolute mile. And we've got two first basemen in Ibarra and Triana that could combine to hit the ball a thousand feet, I think literally. <laughs> and uh, so those two guys uh, will have to s- split the playing time up a little bit. Triana came in when Ibarra broke his thumb. And uh, so uh Ibarra should be back with us. And then the catching situation, you know, you, we could spend some time talking about the catchers. Um, they've got Tyler Stevenson in the big leagues. Um, they've tried to develop catchers. They haven't really had a lot of success in, in recent years. And uh, since Stevenson got there and developing another catcher, um, they've drafted a couple of guys high, but they haven't really developed maybe quite as quickly as they would have hoped. Um and then they took two highly drafted players last year uh, that I think are, are I haven't seen them play yet, but they're they're worth taking a look at. One Logan Tanner out of Mississippi State. A lot of people felt he was the best defensive catcher in the entire draft last year. Okay, uh, entire draft. Reds took him in the second round, and he he uh, he had hit some at Mississippi State, but with an aluminum bat, he hit under three hundred. So 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 we'll see how he can improve. You hit under 300 with an aluminum bat, it, it tells you that's got a guy with some work to do. Um, and, and then they did have a, another player, a kid named Cade Hunter. Um, I think he's out of Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. And he is a bigger bat as a catcher and has shown some skills as a uh, as a defensive player, maybe the surprise some people. Um, he was taken highly as well. He was a fifth-round pick. It was Virginia Tech, as I look at my Reds media guide. Um, he hit in 14 games after the Reds signed him last year. He hit 341 with three home runs. So he, he hit well. So one of those two maybe in Dayton and the other back in Daytona, and then potentially one of the two older catchers, either Matt Nelson or Daniel Vaoheen, um, both both have, have been pretty highly regarded at different times. 
one of those two maybe could be back with us as well. So it, it'll be interesting to see if one of the catchers can really take that step forward and, and be the guy that they really haven't been able to develop since, since Tyler Stevenson got to the high minors. They haven't really been able to, to bring along a catcher, though they've taken some highly in the draft to be able to really move quickly through the system and, and, and be a top five prospect. And we've got a dude that's starting in Dayton and Edwin and Royo that's he's, he's got himself a good argument here for the future. And we're looking forward to the season for the Dayton dragons. And Tom, I really appreciate getting the chance to talk with you today and, and, and kind of getting us set up for the prospects that we can watch out for and, and the different things that we can expect from the dragons as we head into the season. I do think we'll have another good team uh, starting out. You never know how things are going to go when, when players start moving, but we've got a lot of talent. And um, uh, I, I, uh, I would like to see a little more emphasis on getting in the playoffs, not just getting guys experience, but actually making the playoffs and developing a winning culture and, and guys not willing to take losing as an option. And, and you get those things and then it continues on to the big leagues and, and not just strictly developing talent. But um, we'll see if that happens. I think, I think the Reds would probably go – uh, looking back at last season and, and say that's an area that we can do better at is developing winners, not just ball players, but winners. And, and that's, uh, that's something I think is important in the minor leagues. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime you need me.